Well, good morning, folks. Happy 40th. <laughs> Happy 40th. Happy 40th. It is, a, it is a great and wonderful day for us to be together. Happy 40th to those of you who are joining us uh, in the digital formats also. We're just so glad to be together and celebrate today and share in the 40th anniversary of New Horizon United Methodist Church here in the uh, southwestern little corner of uh, Broward County. I'm Pastor Ray Vigil. And I am currently one of the pastors here in this location um, and serving in this church. There's a handful of us here uh, that are pastoring and leading this congregation at this time, for those of you who have come back to, uh, to join us. We also have other pastors uh, and uh, folks in the congregation who have been part of the long history of New Horizon, and you'll be meeting many of them and hearing from them as this day goes along. Um, at the conclusion of the service today, you will be given some uh, direction and instruction because it's a twofold. You get a two for today. It's a it's a buy one get one. Um, so after the 40th anniversary, we're going to just move directly outside and do a consecration of our new mission building that was just up and running in this calendar year. Amen. Woo! So it's it's great. But let me also address something that I know is pressing on your minds. That everybody's asking this question. And you're asking, what do I do with my offering? I know that you're just so eager to give your money, right? And so uh, but know that on the side table there, there's a basket. There's like a little mail slot by the door as you're going. Um, in fact, some of our, our wonderful hosts might even hold the basket for you as you're, as you're leaving to collect your offering. But there is also our digital format online that you can do that. And for those of you who are joining us via YouTube or Facebook, um, or our church website, you can do the giving online as, as well. And you might have found a little piece of paper at your seat when you sat down. Um, you can drop those in the offering baskets. You can just leave them there um, as, you, as you go, and uh, our folks will, uh, will take care of that. But it is a good day for us to be together. We want to know that you are here. If you're joining us in the digital format, say hi, do something, respond, engage in the conversations that are happening there, and... Um, and we'll all be together and sharing together in this wonderful celebration today. So let's uh, enter into our time of celebration with, uh, with song. And so we're going to sing. So as you're able, stand up and engage in this wonderful time of praising God. This is the day that the Lord hath made. What are you going to do about it? I'll try it out one more time. This is the day that the Lord has made. What are you going to do about it?
made you glad. He has made me. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. I will enter. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. Pastor Lisa, and we're going to start out our morning with a special invocation and a, and a prayer of thanks for 40 years. Isn't that amazing that God set us here? And we are just so grateful. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that we are celebrating this church's 40th anniversary. Lord, you have promised that you are the one who would build your church, and we ask that you would continue to equip each of us both individually and corporately, with the talents and gifts that may be used to your praise and your glory for the edification of the rest of the saints of God. We thank you that we are all one in Christ, and we pray that as members of your body, your Holy Spirit would knit us together in the bonds of unity and love. Protect us from the enemy who seeks to destroy us and cause divisions among your body. Help us to be thoughtful, self-controlled, 
respectable, hospitable, and gentle towards one another. Let us not be motivated by selfishness, but in humility may we seek to regard the needs and necessities of others before our own. Give wisdom to the pastors and leaders of this church. And give wisdom to those who teach and a teachable spirit to those of us that listen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We wanted to take a special moment just to share with you. Um, we have several of the families who are our charter members here today. And so we have a, a little gift for them. So if you hear your name called, come on up. You don't have to come up on stage. But if you'll come up, Pastor Peyton might have a, a gift bag for you. She's Vanna this morning. <laughs> so we're going to welcome up the Kale Huff family. Jenny, I know I saw you. Yay. And the Tharp family. Whichever. We got a bunch of Tharps in the house. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you. And the Stallnaker family. Wanda, I saw you here. Yes. How cool is this that 40 years later, right? They're labeled. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, I didn't see the Peregrines here, I don't think, but the Peregrine family, if you'll applaud for them. Um, Cindy Wadsworth is going to accept for both the Reeds and the Wadsworths. Cindy was, Cindy was an infant 40 years ago, so she, she and her parents, <laughs> she and her parents were charter members. Um, Louise Roberts and family, Louise, come on up. And I don't think I saw the Buckleys come in. Did I see the Buckleys come in? No? Okay. So Ginny Buckley and, Ginny Buckley and family. We also have some pastors who are helping us celebrate and some special dignitaries. So Pastor Barb, if you would come on up. <laughs> dignitaries. Um, Gary Spencer and family, they were the founding pastors of this church. And of course, our lovely DS, Cynthia Weems. We, Lord, we thank you for this gift. We thank you for those who came before us that have now passed the baton to us. Help us to be worthy of that honor, we pray. Amen. Good morning, I am Pastor Peyton, and we come now to a time in our service where we take a moment to breathe, and it's so hard to breathe in a celebration, right? It's so exciting, but we're going to come to this time where we spend some time with our Lord at the foot of the cross. So I invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath and rest in his presence. Rest in the blessings and the joys of the day, rest in just the excitement of celebrating 40 years in this community. The excitement of seeing each other and seeing faces that we haven't seen in a while and faces 
that are new faces to our digital communities and all of this wonderfulness that we embrace on this day of celebration. Amazing God, thank you for so many blessings you have showered upon this congregation and community over the last 40 years. We come to you today in celebration and thanksgiving. We bow at your feet and we rest in your lap and we enjoy the joy that is filling our souls that we can barely contain. We are so grateful for how you have called us into community, how you have called us into your service, how you have led us each and every step of the way. Father God, we want to be salt. We want to add savor to the world. We know that we cannot be bland witnesses to your love, only working when it's convenient. If we lose our saltiness, it can't be regained. We know this, and we are prayerfully taking each and every day to be the salt for the world to savor, to know your grace and love in this community and all that we may reach both here and digitally. We have seen and heard your voice guide us on our path, and each and every day we pray to be obedient and mindful of how you are leading this mission and this ministry into the world for your glory. Lord, give us courage and joy in our service to you. Let our hands and feet be the hands of feet of your son Jesus into this world. Help us to be the people who clear the pathways to serve rather than to be those who place roadblocks and potholes in which people can stumble. We have been called to serve you, O oh Lord. Help us to be the people who work willingly with others, not demanding that it's our way as the only way, but rejoicing in, approach, in a new approach to ministry and to mission and to loving our, our neighbors and our community. Open our eyes. Help us to see the vision and possibilities before us. Fill us, Lord, with your wonder and delight. Help us to see the newness in each day and let us be for you the light in all places that we go. Give us confidence and joy in all that we do, for we offer our lives and our prayers as our gift and our service to you. Hear us as we pray together as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing?
standing up for just a second here. Why don't you say for just a second. Um, I don't know what's going to be on the screens so, uh, with the scriptures, but they're right. They're right. But here's what I want us to do. I want us to read, actually, what's on the wall. Okay, well, let's read this together, okay? What's on the wall? We have it here permanently. You know, the screens we can change every week. But this is what you read every week coming and going uh, from, this, uh, from this great place. All right, let's read together. To each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Amen and amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, what, what I didn't have you twist your necks and turn around and do is that on the back wall, it says, Acts 1, verse 8, it says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses to everyone. These are kind of some of the scriptures that kind of guide us and direct us. I know what you all are thinking. Don't we have a guest preacher today? What's Rafe doing? Well, I told you, it's a, it's a twofer. It's a twofer. And, uh, and, and here's the thing. We, we recognize those courageous souls, and I mean courageous souls, that founded this congregation and this community of faith and, and those souls that have kept us moving over the four decades. But there is something about us today that is also stepping into tomorrow and into the future. And I want to share a little bit with you about what is coming and what is next and, and what is before us. At, uh, at New Horizon, we have this vision, and this vision is always about scriptures like this, that essentially say, God gave us good stuff so that we can do something with it. God gave us grace with the Holy Spirit so that we can be witnesses, we can tell our story, we can do something with it. This is, you know, we don't just get to sit and soak. Something is going to happen, and something is going to go on. Um, a, a friend of mine, Don, I'm glad you're joining this congregation, reminded me that I was hyperactive as a child, and so that may have played into my theology. Uh, <laughs> Lisa says as a child. So that may have played into my theology of, you know, you don't just get this to, to get it. You get it so that you can do something with it and you can, can give it. And we are so glad that there are folks that were giving and doing four decades ago and over the, the last 40 years that have made this church what it is. And what this church is, it's, it's multi-church. That's what I call it, multi-church, because we are multi-everything. In any way you can be multi in the Southeast Florida community, we are multi we are multi-everything. You know, it, we're sitting here, we're listening to this beautiful band, and in the back of the church, there is one wooden pew. One wooden pew sitting back there. G Gary told me where that came from. Gary told me where another church wanted to support and help out the founding of a new church, and so they gave us a pew. We inherited church. There is a part of church that we inherited that is passed down to us, that is given to us. And that is a, a way of expressing and understanding of the church, and that is still part of New Horizon to this day, the church that we inherited. And it is a strong part of who we are. But we also have this church, this community, 
that um, has evolved over the last 40 years. I like to call this the indigenous church, the indigenous community of New Horizon, what has grown, what has happened here over the last 40 years. We have become this through the growth process over the years. Some people might say, that say, oh, you mean like the contemporary church? Well, no, it's not really contemporary. It's just uniquely New Horizon, and it's who we are. We have been blending and blending and blending with people who have immigrated from as far away as North Dade and, uh, and come to this community, <laughs> and people from as close as the Caribbean and around the globe have come and found their community of faith here at New Horizon, and we have been blending and blending and blending, and so we are unique in that way, and a worship expression happens like that, in a very unique worship expression that's, that is ours. And we are multi-everything. We are multi-generation. We are multi-ethnic. We are multi-worldviews. We are multi-lifestyles. We are multi-politics. We are multi-cultural. We are multi-socioeconomic backgrounds. We are multi-everything. Everything. And that's what has been developing and growing over the years and given us part of what we are today. But there's also an expression of us that is evolving even as we speak, and that's the digital campus. And I say hi again to those of you who are engaging with us digitally. Um, be sure to let us know that you're engaging by responding in some way. Um, we had this in our vision. We had this in our sights um, to, to do something digitally um, as we came into 2020. But uh, then when 2020 hit, what we had planned to do in 10 months, we had to do in like 10 hours you know, and, and, and be there. And so um, we are ev evolving and putting out there this digital campus. So those of you who have traveled with us, traveled to be with us today, let me remind you that you can always be a part of New Horizon through the wonderful internet. And uh, we will have our expressions of worship and engaging in mission and opportunities for you wherever you find your home to be engaged in the community of New Horizon through this digital campus. And this digital campus is evolving. If you haven't checked it out yet, we launched a new website just in the last week or so. And so there's a new website out there. And that will help us to engage the community on our digital platform. This new website will drive our app that will be coming out uh, very soon. So pretty soon on your phone, you will be able to have a New Horizon app where you can click on that and you can just go right to the giving portal as fast as you can, <laughs> right? And you can start giving. But there will also be places for you to, uh, to say where and how you can serve and ways you can serve, ways we can connect with each other for prayer and lifting each other up in prayer and ways that we can share in different worship experiences that are ours through that platform. But that's not all. New Horizon, in its name, is always about the horizon. Always about the horizon. And the horizon is always out there, always forward, and always the next thing. And the next thing has been a blessing, and it has been grace given to us so that we can build up the body of Christ. That's the work in an Everglades campus, a Western campus. So now we're becoming a multi-campus congregation with a Flamingo campus, an Everglades campus, a digital campus. I'm telling you, we are multi-everything. Okay? And, but the one thing that all comes together is that all of these different formats have expressions of how we live out our spiritual lives. 
the spiritual disciplines. Yes, these different formats, like one of the spiritual disciplines is worship. And we want people to engage and be a part of worship. But Everglades Campus, Flamingo Campus, Digital Campus, those worship expressions might look very different and be very different. That's because, what did I say we were? We're multi. We're multi. And our, but our vision and every expression is always the same. Our vision, our purpose, our focus is what we call 3D. We have a 3D vision. And that 3D vision goes like this. We exist. We have received these gifts of God so that we can build up the body of Christ. We exist for this, to help people discover the love of God, develop as disciples of Jesus Christ, and deploy as missionaries with the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the three dimensions that in every expression of worship and every expression of how we pray together or live together or work together or serve together, that we're always doing those 3D things, helping people discover, develop, and deploy in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so now I know what you're asking in your heart. Well, how can I help? How can I be a part of this? I know that's what you're asking. I know that, you know, how can I be a part of it? I've already shared that if you live far away, we've got digital campus, all right? But here's the way you can help. Prayer is a spiritual discipline. You can be praying for New Horizon community and the community in all of our different multifaceted ways. But be in prayer. Prayer is a spiritual discipline. I know many of you all pray for your families and for your friends and for yourselves, and, and that's part of your spiritual growth. Be praying for your community of faith. I also want to encourage you, as I've kind of hinted at, you know, generous giving. You know, generous giving. We live in COVID economics. I could tell you all kinds of things of the things that have gotten more expensive. But giving is actually a spiritual discipline. And we need to give more than the church needs to pay bills. We need to be about giving. We have digital formats for that. We have baskets for that. You know, things labeled where you can drop that off. You know, put it in the mail, you know, even snail mail. You know, they still do that. Um, but uh, but we, we need your, your, your giving. Also, your engagement. Your engagement. We need your engagement. It would be very easy to sit and soak at the worship expression that you like the best. It would be very easy to turn on the television, go to the YouTube channel, and watch worship. Well, sitting and watching are very passive verbs. What we need is your engagement. Your engagement in the body and the community of faith. Being engaged. Another spirit, and engagement is a spiritual discipline, and another spiritual discipline is about serving. We, we need your service. In fact, that's something that we kind of go by here is that, you know, everybody has a gift and everybody serves. I know some of you are thinking, well, serving was in my past. I don't do that anymore. No. No. All right. Um, I really don't have anything to give. Yeah, you do. You know, God has graced you. God has filled you. You have something to give. You have something to, to, to share. Come with me with any excuse you have about not being able to serve. Okay? And me and the team here will help you find your place to serve. So we need you to, uh, to serve. And you know what else we need? We need your story. We need your story. If you have a story of how Jesus Christ has moved you, how Jesus Christ has touched you, healed you, made you whole. We need you to tell that story and to share that story. You can do it online. You can do it in small group communities. 
You can even get in front of folks and share and talk about your story. But tell your story, even if it's one-on-one -on -one over a cup of coffee somewhere, even through a mask, tell your story. Because as a community of faith, together we need each other's prayers, we need each other's generosity, we need each other's engagement, we need each other's service, and we need each other's stories. Because that's what builds up the body of Christ. Together, if we walk into the future, a wonderful future that God has for us, in every way that we can, we will be multi, and we will be 3D, and we will share together what it is to be the body of Christ. Amen and amen. Lord, we thank you for the vision that you've given us for tomorrow and for our future and all that lays before us. Amen and amen.
Well, if, if you've worshipped with us, you've probably heard me say over the times that uh, when I was coming here, I, I knew the founding pastor. When I was coming here seven and a half years ago, I knew the founding pastor. And I went to him and I said, tell me about New Horizon. What was your theme? What was your purpose? What was your vision? What was your mission? He says, we were a new church. There wasn't nobody there. Our theme was go get people. <laughs> and Reverend Gary Spencer is here to share with us today and to share the message with us. And we are just so glad that uh, he has come to share with us this day and to, uh, to bring the message. Well, good morning. I think we've heard enough preaching. If you'll stand for the benediction. No clapping, no clapping. That's <laughs> um, I want to thank Ray for inviting me. Uh, it's an honor to be here. And to see you all ministering in this area. When we came here, there were no people. There wasn't anybody west of Flamingo. There was no people. But you all went out and invited people to be here. I want to um, go off script just a little bit. I'd like for Rafe to come up here. <laughs> and the other pastors, former pastors and current pastors to come up here. Cynthia, I'd like for you to come and pray for them. They realized very quickly that I needed all the help I could get. If you'd like to be a pastor, I'll ordain you today. So just let me know later. And I want you all to raise your hands and over them, and let's pray for them in their ministry. Let us pray. Oh, God, you have offered a great blessing in this community for oh so many years you've used the hands and hearts of so many people and lord we know that you have called forth these leaders these these ordained leaders to serve your church these licensed leaders to to serve your church and your people lord you have set them apart for this time and for this place to serve your church inside the walls and far beyond the walls of the church, Lord. You've called them to be your hands and feet in this community and beyond. Lord, continue to bless them. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that they may be full of your joy, your peace, and your love, so that they might offer hope to all. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Guess it was appropriate I came up here with my sunglasses around my face here. We're in South Florida, by the way. I'd like to um, just share the title of this message. It's called uh, Water Walking Faith. When New Horizons started, my wife reminded me that we were really a muck walking faith. 
Most of you will not know this, when we came to the property, the only thing you could see was those big royal palms. It was covered with vegetation, and naively, we thought we would just cut down the vegetation and build a building on top of the land. There was one problem. It was all muck. They didn't tell me that when they appointed me here. Us DSs now, we tell them, you're going to a muck. Well, I won't say anymore. No, we don't. No, we don't. Is it C.B. Smith Park down here? Is that what's that? Uh, that wasn't a park yet. It was being dredged, and there was a lot of uh, dirt down there. And I drove by that one day, and I said, that would be great dirt to come here, except it wasn't ours. <laughs> and my family owns a trucking business, and so my dad knew a person who had a trucks up here, and uh, actually the guy's name was McPherson. He was a senator uh, in Tallahassee. And so we worked really hard, and we were that close to getting a lot of that dirt to come here, but that didn't work out. When you start a church, not everything works out the way you think it's going to work out. I want to really mention that there are some folks that helped put this together, and we honored the founders, and I want to thank you for being here today. There was another incident that happened. Um, Barber and Fraser, Casey and Fritz and Louise Roberts, they found that there was a, a nursery. i got to stay here. The mic's here. <laughs> they found there was a nursery going out of business, so we were thinking forward. Where are we going to buy all this landscaping and trees and everything? And it would save us so much money. So we did. They helped us. We transported it here. We planted it all back there. Several months later, we had a, hired a guy that was going to mow for us all this acreage. And he mowed right over it. <laughs> yeah, starting a church is a little mucky. The cross and the flame that you see out here on your building is not the first one. It's the second one. I don't remember who was with me. Someone will remember this. I said, well, let's pick it up. We were about to move in, and we picked it up and broke it in half. <laughs> Starting a church is a little mucky. <laughs> what was not mucky was the courage of the founders who signed on to a very not proven pastor to begin a church out here in the wilderness. When you mention horizon, this was the horizon. I want us to look at a, a muck-walking disciple who for a moment walked on water. This comes from Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
But the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because of the wind that was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we celebrate your church today, we also ask that we may hear your word that we may take your word and apply it and put it into work, as Rafe has reminded us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. John Ortberg, a pastor and writer, wrote a book several years ago, and it was entitled, If You Want to Walk on Water, you got to Get Out of the Boat. I love the title. I'll be drawing from Ortberg's uh, uh, book as we look at this text today. You know what jumps out at me in this story, and Ortberg helps me see this, there's only one guy that night that walked on water. Granted, not for long, but he did it. Now most of the sermons that I've heard on this text is about how he didn't have enough faith. Well, I'm going to flip that around. I like Ortberg's title, chapter 2 in his book, he calls the 11 who stayed in the boat, boat potatoes. You know, like couch potatoes. The 11 stayed where it was comfortable, safe, easy, no risk, no change. A controlled environment. Now, for them, in the boat, they were not going to face failure. They were safe. They were on the couch. They were at least not going to look as stupid as Peter trying to walk on water. Do you have any fears? Now normally, if I asked that question in a normal time, I'd have you turn and share with your neighbor a fear. And those of you online, you can do that in your homes or wherever you are. I want you to think of a fear that you have. I have a fear of heights. This is okay up here, not too bad. I did ask to preach on the floor, but Rafe said, no way. Okay, I'm gonna face my fear. My fear didn't used to be so intense, but it's, it's real. And every now and then I try to face my fear. One year, our family went down to the Bahamas for a few days and stayed at Atlantis. 
where's this, this cool aquarium. I don't know if anybody ever been to Atlantis. They got a cool aquarium there. It, it's massive. And, and you can ride a slide <clears throat> right through the aquarium and there's sharks swimming all around you. Well, Katie, my, my daughter, uh, who was 12 at the time, I said, okay, we're going to go walk up on that tall, tall, <laughs> tall platform, and we're going to go through that slide. So Katie comes with me. We get up there. Now, being a good dad that I am, I said, Katie, you can go first. She got in and out, in and out. The crowd is cheering, go, Katie, go, Katie. I'm saying, Katie, don't go, don't go. <laughs> Finally, a lady in the crowd said, Katie, close your eyes. She got in and went. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's right, sister, I, I got to I looked at that tube, I looked at that slide, which you can't see anything but heaven, which you might be there soon. I couldn't do it. Bowed my head, I walked down those tall, tall platform. Kirby, a little ways along the king's by, and I said, Kirby, come on, we gotta go up there. I got to do this, I got to do this. So we go up, he gets in and goes. To go or not to go is the question. Now, before I tell you what I did, what do you think my heart rate was? 100, yeah. What might be the reason not to go? Uh, life or death seem to be the two that come to mind. Now, as I was standing there, do you think I was influenced to go for it because Katie and Kirby went and, and others in the line were encouraging them? I mean, there were real testimonies that day. It, it was a religious experience, I thought, especially if I die. <laughs> When's the last time you were scared? When the prospect of failure loomed large? The guarantee is not there that you're going to succeed. Well, what do you think I did? I took the plunge. I wouldn't be telling you this story if I didn't. <laughs> it lasted a whole three or four seconds. I mean, you go down really fast. What a thrill. I loved it. And love was wrapped in the fear. And it will always be that way. Here's the truth about the Bible story we're looking at. Jesus never meant for you and me to play it safe. But I must confess, I too often get seduced by the comfort of the boat. And why not? It's nice. My heart rate doesn't go up so much. I never have to face the fear of failure or fear of rejection or fear of success. 
fear of being seemed stupid. When I just read that about fear of rejection, it reminded me my early days here. I'd go knock on doors, did that for about three or four months. You knock on door all day and never get anybody to say yes. Gary just reminded me he said yes, I knocked on his door. <laughs> it's easier to just stay on the couch. There were 11 disciples who could have walked on water that night. Who could have? Faith is a first step thing. Faith is a first step thing. We read in the Bible about great people of faith, and they all started with one step. Noah built an ark. Moses crossed the Red Sea. David faced Goliath. Mary said yes to God. Clyde and Erlene Carter and Frank and Dick Bryan were one of the first peoples I met here. They were first step people. Those who joined early in this movement of starting a church and met at the middle school over there that I've preached to a shark for four years. <laughs> Those were first step people. Those of you who are coming together today to celebrate the, the opening of a, of a building that is entitled Mission, which means outside the walls of this building, you are first step people. When you take a step of faith, what does it feel like? When I went down that slide, scared to death, it was exhilarating. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is exhilarating. Sadly, many of us stay in the boat, like the 11. We don't experience an exhilarating faith. We have an exhausting faith, exhausting from lack of use, exhausting from fear, exhausting from routine and boredom. For sure, from time to time, we get out of the boat, but then we get back in. Oh, how easy it is not to take that first step the next time. And over time, we have an exhausting faith because lately there hasn't been many first steps. The Bible is a collection of first step people and no step people. Water walking people and people who stay in the boat. Christian history is about ordinary people sliding over the edge, taking the first step to experience God's power and faith in extraordinary ways. There's a great quote from C.S. Lewis that I'd like to share with you. Lewis has been talking about following God to be obedient, to be perfect, and how hard it is. He says this, it is hard, but the sort of compromise we are all hankering after is harder. In fact, it's impossible. It may be hard for an egg to turn into a bird. 
It would be a jolly slight harder for it to learn to fly by remaining an egg. We are all eggs at present. And you cannot go on indefinitely being an ordinary decent egg. We must be hatched or go bad. We must be hatched or go bad. Do we have an exhilarating faith or an exhausting faith? Now, flash forward with me and let's check in on Peter and the disciples and see how their faith is holding up after this event of walking on water. Jesus is dead. Peter has betrayed Jesus. No first step there, rather a step back. The resurrection has happened. Jesus and Peter meet on the beach. Jesus tells Peter to feed his sheep and then wait for the Holy Spirit. You with me? In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes. Peter shares his faith and he heals a man which causes him to be arrested. Peter goes to the same folks that had sent Jesus to the cross. He's in front of them now. Peter has a choice. Is he going to reach, risk speaking up for Jesus? Remember, he failed just nights before. This is a step out of the boat moment for Peter now. So what does he do? He takes the step again and witnesses that it was by Jesus that this man was healed. And then it says this in Acts 4. When they saw the courage of Peter and John... And realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could not see the man, since they could see the man that had been healed standing right there with them, there was nothing they could say. Peter and John got out of the boat. And the story of the early church is they all got out of the boat. They all risked it all. They took steps of faith every day. Now, was it easy? No. It was scary. But boy, it was exhilarating and exciting. Are we first step Christians or no step Christians? As we close, we don't have pens and papers here today. Those of you at home do. And I'm going to ask you here and those at home, you can write this down. What is the one thing you could do to expand your faith in the next 24 hours? If you're at home, write it down. If you're here mentally, make up a phrase or a sentence for you. I'm going to list some things, and some of these may ring true for you. If so, remember, when you get home, write it down. If not, 
something else will come to you. What about at work? Would it be inviting a co-worker to church? That's risky. But it's exhilarating at the same time if they show up. At home, would it be with your spouse, with a child, with a parent? Maybe to confront an issue or risk a closer relationship. At church, would it be to serve, maybe in the children's department or with the youth or in an outreach ministry? Maybe get beyond your comfort zone to take that first step. Would it be in your spiritual life? Maybe form a small group and grow spiritually. Maybe it's using your spiritual gifts. I believe I've preached this for, I don't know how many years. Every one of you has been given a gift, a spiritual gift, if not more than one. And if we all used our spiritual gifts, you would have to be building another building four times this large. Every one of you has a spiritual gift. Are you using it? How about with your character? Are you a forgiving person? That takes risk. Are you an encourager? Are you gentle and kind? Would getting out of the boat start with confessing your pride and start being a little less bitter or judgmental? Be hatched or go bad. Don't leave today until you and God have cracked open that egg and step out on faith and explore the thrill, the exhilaration of walking with God. I'm going to give you a moment. Those of you who are online, uh, take this moment. Those of you here, what is God asking you to take a step of faith on? The founders of this church took a step. But the only reason we're here today is that there were people every year for 40 years that have taken steps. What are you going to do so that the next 40 years will be here together? I, I might not be here, but some of you will be here. I'm going to pause. What is it that God's saying to you where you need to take a step? Let's pray. Amen. You know, if, if any of you do this, Actually venture out and take a step. I can almost guarantee you what you'll do. You'll do what they did in the Bible. You know what you'll do? You'll tell someone. You, you, you can't, you wouldn't, you're not going to be able to help yourself. Because when you take that step of faith and God shows up, there's an exhilaration and thrill that you just want to share. That's exactly why the early church was born. My prayer is that in the next 24 hours, 
you and you will take that step. Why not? Why not today? Amen. Don't you love how these old school people tell you to uh, take out a pencil and paper and write something down? <laughs> so I'm going to invite you to take out your phones and go to your notepad <laughs> and, and write down what, you, what the commitment are in you, that you're making and make sure to set the reminder so it goes off for you in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, we go to take that next step of faith not on our own, but with a power and a strength that is ours. And the power and the strength that is ours is given to us by God through Jesus Christ. And we share in that in Holy Communion. God's giving to us. And so I want to remind you that as we share in Holy Communion, being a multi-church means that everybody, and I mean everybody, is welcome to receive Holy Communion. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody in as big a term as you can define everybody. All right? Everybody is welcome to come and to receive God's grace and God's mercy through the gift of Holy Communion as we share together. So let's bow our hearts together as we consecrate these elements and share together. I'm inviting those of you who are on the digital format to gather some elements, um, a, a bread and a, and a cup, and have them there with you. And the blessing that we share consecrates everybody everywhere who shares and engages with us today in this act of sacrament, in this act of worship, in this act of community together. Lord, um, we come together from our past and our present and looking towards our future. We come together with energy and strength and, and power. We come together with laughter and joy. We come together with the excitement of seeing and talking with friends that we haven't in a while. We uh, gather in person and online, and we sing and we engage. We give and we pray and we share, and Lord, we feel the presence and the power of your Spirit among us. And Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for that. We're grateful for that gift that comes to us as we share together as community, wherever and however we share in this holy sacrament. And so, Lord, out of that gratitude, out of that joy, we, we pray a, a pleading and crying out prayer that your Holy Spirit come and move across the elements that we shared this day. That they may be blessed, that they may be consecrated. And that they may more than remind us, but fill us with the power of that story of Jesus lifting the bread and giving thanks to you and, and breaking the bread and giving it to those who would follow, those who would take the next steps and saying, take and eat and 
remember me. And so, Lord, we are thankful for that gift of the bread, that that body broken for us, that we might be the unified body of the church. And, Lord, we're also reminded in our spirits and our souls of Jesus lifting up the cup and giving thanks to you and giving it to those who would follow, giving it to those who would take that step of faith and saying, drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. This is the blood of Christ poured out for a a new covenant, a new relationship, so that we can take that first step of faith. And so, Lord, let this bread and let this cup truly be for us the body and the blood of Christ. Let it be for us the the unity of the church, the forgiving grace that lifts us and powers us. And wherever and however we share in this Holy Communion, may we feel the grace of God filling us with a spiritual gift and may we rise up from this table to be the scattered church, taking steps of faith that bring your hope and your love and your story to a broken and fragmented and divisive world, bringing a healing and a unity that only comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So again, everyone is welcome to come and receive, and you will receive where you sit. We will have a clergy team of folks that will be sharing Holy Communion with you, and they'll be coming uh, where you sit. invite you to uh, receive the body of Christ. Those of you who are joining us on the digital format, take your element, your bread, and eat, and be thankful, and remember him.
Lord, we are grateful for this, your holy gift given to our hearts and our lives. We are grateful that you have filled us. May our gratitude be seen in the steps of faith, the first steps that we take after receiving your grace. Amen and amen. If you've, uh, I know you're wondering what to do with those little cups. You can put them on the floor under your chair. There are also uh, baskets or uh, little cans as you're, as you're coming and going if you want to carry that with you, but you can put them on the, on the floor also. But we're going to stand and uh, sing together um, the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Let's stand and sing. give you a, a few instructions on how we go. First, to our folks on digital, since you're not here to be a part of the consecration of the uh, new building, I don't know if we're getting that online or not, but um, you can come see the building this week in the afternoons. You can be a part of the service project that gives out food every week, and Pastor Peyton will certainly use you, right, Pastor Peyton? Yeah. So, uh, so if you're watching digitally, you can come see the building in the service that you do out of the building, because it is a mission building, it is for doing the mission out into the community. Now, for those of us who are here, 
and are going to participate in the uh, consecration. We're just going to go out and we're going to go into the courtyard area between the two buildings on our campus and we'll be set up right there. Um, there are a few seats for those who, who need to sit, and, uh, but we'll all be right there. Following a brief consecration moment, um, we will uh, have the building open and you'll be able to walk through and see uh, how the building functions and, and how it goes. But um, uh, we're just going right out these doors, right into the courtyard area um, all, to, all together. Go now with the peace and the love of God to take the step of faith that Jesus Christ has put before you. Amen and amen.